SRZ, Ryan Collins, Alex McRae. What's your name again? Skip me. Eric Bach. <laughs> Senior member Aiden Hunt. And big dog Danger Joe Dandron. How are we doing today, boys? Oh, doing great. Everyone, do- do- everyone done with finals? Sorry to talk over you. <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, I've got one more tomorrow, but uh, I'm looking good. Looking good? Yeah. One more I- tomorrow for me. Holiday sp- I'm in the, the holiday spirit. I, you have to be at this time of year. Snow on the ground, feeling great. I'm done. You're done. I've been done since Monday. So wow. I, I'm just chilling right now. I'm loving the festive introduction we have. This song reminds me of the scene in Elf, where, yes. where Buddy and Michael are running around gimbals, jumping on the beds. Yes. Great scene. But, oh, I, you know, I was just talking about finals, but... What, what, do we need to hear about how you did on your finals? How'd you do? Not great. Oh. <laughs> well... That's Honesty a, is a great uh, characteristic to have. Joe. We got, we got, we got done. We got, we done. passed. Yeah. Hey, you're right. I, I think we think. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. I and feel the same way. I'm just joking. Are you? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. I mean, that was that was wild from Joe Dandron <laughs> right there. But yeah, happy holidays. Fire it up. Christmas season smells like bowl season to me. Nothing yeah. better than just being on the couch and like December 23rd, and you got oh. Eastern Michigan's playing in the Bahamas Bowl or something like that. But great time of year. Happy you guys back. Listen to SRZ. Big week this week. We got a lot of things to talk about since we're going on a little three-week hiatus. Yeah. So Last Spartan Red Zone of the decade. Of the decade. Yeah. Woo. Think about that. How about that? Woo. How about that? The 2010s just gone in an instant. Unbelievable. About time, honestly. <laughs> Man. Yes, seriously. It's rough. Yeah, I guess, but whatever. And on a lighter note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's move into conference championship week. Pretty good games all around. You had the Big 12 game game going into overtime. Baylor with their third-string quarterback looking like for a minute, wow, they're going to like get this done against Oklahoma. Jalen Hurts probably having one of his worst games of the year. Uh, That was a really good one at noon. I hated that, that it was at noon. Did you guys like that it's at noon? I mean, you got to just spread the games out throughout the day. So but somebody's like, got to be at noon. Put the American at noon. No one wants to. I like. I'd well, rather watch Oklahoma, but you don't want to go against the SEC championship. Nobody wants game. to go against that. So that made sense. SEC championship game. We don't need to talk about it. LSU absolutely blew out Georgia. Georgia didn't even look like they deserved to be on the same field as the LSU Tigers. Big Ten championship game looked very interesting to start, and Ohio State didn't play their best game, but able to overcome their their mistakes late. And didn't cover, unfortunately, for me in our pick'em. I was, <laughs> Joe, don't give me that look. Hey, man. I took Wisconsin. Yeah, me and Collins. I was very high in Wisconsin. But like you, like we always say about Joe, Joe just takes what everyone else doesn't take. Well, hey, Wisconsin really looked like they were going to pull it off for a second day. Yeah, started off 14-0. I, I, did they show any weaknesses about Ohio State? I didn't think so, but I just think Ohio State just, like not getting that fourth down early in the yeah. red zone just kind of hampered. They were they sleepy. Were Yes. Ohio State was sleepy. They had two big games before that, and Penn State and Michigan back to back, two emotional wins, and they just took them a little while to get going, but they did. I'll tell you what, though, going into halftime, twenty-one to seven, there was not a single second I didn't think Ohio State was winning this game. Oh, exactly. Yes. Same. Yeah. Like, yes. Like my friends are watching this game. It went to halftime, and we we were like, there's a good to fair chance Wisconsin doesn't score in the second half. Yeah, and they didn't. 27 unanswered points by Ohio State in the second half of the game, and they were in control. Even when they were down 14, they were in control. Uh, I wonder that far because it, it had the vibe when 
Wisconsin went down and scored very late at the end of that first half. I was like, is this Michigan State and Ohio State in 2013? Yeah. I'll tell you what, the last moment I thought Wisconsin had was when they forced a field goal on yes. the second Ohio State drive when they uh, got the ball right down there, and it was 21-17. to 17. I thought, okay, maybe Wisconsin can come back here. They need to score here. They need to show Ohio State they're not going to roll over. They weren't able to do it offensively, and we saw the result. But that, that begs the question, LSU super impressive in Atlanta against Georgia. They made the jump and made it in the Final Four. All the questions were asking all year. Big 12 champion basically was a playing game after, oh, I forgot to mention, Utah got absolutely waxed by Oregon and didn't look very good. What a surprise. I was completely in the wrong. You know what? I might have to backtrack on what I said last week about Utah and Georgia, considering they both lost by the same score yeah, last maybe, week. Yeah, maybe they are, maybe they yeah. are pretty much the same team. Utah absolutely, absolutely getting screwed in the bowl system, getting the Alamo Bowl. I don't think so. You don't think so? They went eleven and two. They don't get a New Year's Six Bowl. There's been plenty of teams over the years that have gone eleven and two and not gotten into a BCS slash New Year's Six. Bowl. Yeah, but I think this might be one of the first time when it's like only two, like it's the second best team in the conference. When that stuff usually happens, when like conferences have like four teams that are ten and two, it's all about bowl affiliations too. It's yeah. not that these bowls think that some of these that you know Memphis is better than Utah, but the Cotton Bowl, one of the New Year's Six bowls, is obligated to take in a Group of Five team, so they have to. Yeah, I, but yeah, I think some of the bowl tie-ins are kind of goofy. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I don't like the conference thing because we have Notre Dame playing Iowa State this. I mean, coming up. There are a bunch of funky matchups I'm not really a fan of, but at least it makes for some interesting watching. Yes. My thing is, is you or if you're Utah, I mean, was Oregon really the more deserving team at that point in the year to go into the? I mean, obviously Oregon they won, won the Pac-12, so they get the Rose Bowl. Okay, so yeah. but I I don't know Utah. If you're playing Texas, that's like that's painful. They're seven and five, and you're eleven and two in the Valero Alamo Bowl yes. in Texas. I know. I just Which like I don't. Is, if you're Utah, I feel like you should have gotten a better bowl game. Yeah, that's I, mean, I don't disagree. I'm just saying the bowl affiliations is what caused that. Not yes. that the bowls think so poorly of Utah. Yeah, I guess, but whatever. As we move on, let's move on. Like I was beginning to talk about, LSU jumps Ohio State number one seed. Ohio State two, Clemson three, and Oklahoma four. So LSU will play Oklahoma in the Peach Bowl, I believe, and. Ohio State and Clemson in Arizona for the second time, I believe, in four years. Mm -hmm. And last time it was ugly. But did you guys think LSU deserved to jump Ohio State? No, but I knew that they would. Okay. I I mean, both teams are deserving of a one spot, if we're going to be completely honest. I I, I think they've both been equally dominant. Three teams. But it does matter. Clemson could be number one, too. But my thing is that Ohio State, you put the two resumes side to side and don't and you, it's like the blind resume thing. Yeah. Ohio State's, in my opinion, is slightly better. I, I mean, I agree with you. I think they beat equally good teams yeah. at, by, I mean, by more than, I mean, even the teams that you could argue that LSU beat that were better, at least Ohio State made up for that in their point differential. And I think that might be something that we as Big Ten, you know, people kind of look at with a, with a side eye. But... I I can't really complain about it too much. I thought Ohio State got screwed a bit, but when you look back at it, their resumes are really not that different. And we've seen the committee do this before, mm-hmm. of of a 
you know, a really solid performance in a conference championship game kind of propels teams. The first year of the playoff, that's what got Ohio State in because they beat Wisconsin 59 to nothing in the Big Ten championship game. They snuck in at number four and then won the national championship. So it's, it's the reason why TCU got kicked out a few years correct. ago. Correct. And, um, you know, you see LSU had a more dominating performance in their conference championship game and thus jumped Ohio State. I mean, I still think Ohio State was deserving, but I'm not surprised at all that the committee did what they did. I think that's the only year of the 14 playoff when we look back at that. I believe that was 2014 yep. when Baylor and TCU were both left out, where I think there was a valid argument for an 18 playoff. Other than that, like that was before the revamp of the Big 12 championship game. Though. Yes, they because everyone just played each other and they only played 12 games. They didn't get that extra 13th game like most Power Five teams did. But a, a, ever since then, the like the playoffs kind of had the best four teams in and there hasn't been a lot of controversy. So it, that's one positive with the 14 playoffs so far. And I, I guess you're going to get that when you move from two to four. But other than that, coaching carousel week, I, I don't think they call it Black Monday like they do in the NFL. Yeah. But uh, a lot of guys let go. A lot of guys moving into new positions. Georgia offensive lineman Sam Pittman moves to Arkansas. Great press conference. If you guys, if everyone oh, it saw, is a, a phenomenal clip on Twitter. I'm sure everybody has seen it by now, but it was pretty awesome. Ch- check the doc for for powerhouse frame of the year. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he, he just absolutely tearing up, and he said, "Just means so much to me." I, I was talking to Bach before the show. I love. That people are like, you know what? Let's try and like catch Coach O's magic. Let's hire an offensive lineman coach, never been a coordinator, who can recruit. Like Sam Pittman can recruit. If you look at Georgia's offensive line recruits the last couple of years, it's been insane. I think they did it like every five stars. I mean, Andrew Thomas is going to be a top five pick in the NFL draft if he stays healthy and has a good showing at the combine. So. I, you can't really fault the hire. He's just produced NFL offensive lineman after NFL offensive lineman. Yes. And, and I heard this year in a broadcast of a Georgia game that um, it was the Georgia-Notre Dame game when Gary Danielson said that Georgia has legitimately seven NFL offensive linemen on their on their roster. Yeah, That's I'm, insane. I mean, we look at it now and you say that. That sounds a little ridiculous, but they, they recruit top end talent all the time so it, it just makes sense and I think I think it's a good hire for for Arkansas when they look at it your team is built on the offensive front and the defensive front and if he's a guy that emphasizes that they should be probably a, a, a run first team which won't be too successful in the SEC but they'll build up some momentum I I think if they give him four or five years, a respectable shot, I think he can be a real successful player for them. Okay. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. We'll move on. Mike Norvell leaves Memphis to go to Florida State, not coaching in the Cotton Bowl. I like the hire for Florida State. I think Mike Norvell is a guy who would fit in with Florida State's like type of method to their madness, like getting recruits, getting fast guys on the outside. I, and especially in an ACC where it's so down, I think Mike Norvell could build this program back up pretty quickly. And he's done a nice job in Memphis. I know Justin Fuente was the one who kind of kick-started the Memphis program, but it's pretty hard to continue that, like, the last three years he's done at Memphis. Yeah, no, I think that'll be a very good hire for Florida State. I mean, the guy has recruited relatively the same area. He's a southern guy, so I think they can find a way to be successful, and I think Florida State will be back competing in the ACC very soon. And the last and the most important to me, <laughs> Lane Train back in the SEC. I can't wait to see Lane Kiffin and Nick Saban 
give each other handshakes at midfield at the Grove next year. It's yeah. going to be great. Of course, Alabama's coming to Oxford, too. I know. It's going to be great. Like the, the stars are aligning for, for Lane. I love Lane. They're going to have so many, like, grad transfers. They'll have, so, like, just random guys from, like, everywhere. I love Lane Kiffin. And he looked horrible oh, he, in oh, that picture. He's, just so, lo- he's so bad. Generally looks horrible. Now. His face, I was like, oh. his The video of his son, though, was kind of funny. Where it's like, your dad got the job at Old Miss, and he said, let's go, SEC, SEC. It was so hype. I, I love videos like that. Other than that, Heisman Trophy finalists announced. Justin Fields, Chase Young, Joe Burrow, and Jalen Hurts all going to New York. I don't think we need to have a conversation. Joe Burrow's going to win the award. Yep. But a little surprising, Justin Fields had to call. Good for Chase Young. First defensive player in Ohio State history, I believe, to be invited. And first since first since Monte Teo, right? Did you get invited to New York? I'm not First sure. First defensive player? Yeah, I think since Manti I think Teo. So. Yeah. So. I was going to say, I know for a fact that Dominican Sue was. But he but, was after. Yeah. He yeah. was, Teo was after. But little uh, fun fact about that, Ohio State also has another really weird player that was uh, um, I'm invited to New York. Sorry about that. I believe it was Jonathan Ogden, offensive tackle. When? Back in the 90s, like 97. An offensive tackle? Orlando Pace. Yeah, Orlando, Orlando Pace. Pace. Was a fun. Uh, Orlando, yeah, yeah. Pace. I was Orlando say, Pace. I Jonathan Ogden, Orlando uh, Pace. Those mid two thousands offensive linemen. Orlando Pace got invited to the Heisman. Yeah, I did our not resident that. Ohio State historian over there. I was thinking that. Yeah, I was there, about there's to say a, there was a Heisman ad back in the day of him, and it was really? like him in like a chef's costume making pancakes. Oh, that oh. was the. It was funny. All right, yeah, he didn't win it. I don't know how an offensive lineman could ever like even. I'm surprised that he ever even came. Yes. Yes. And then for Michigan, a little tie-up and some Michigan State news, Kenny Wilkes wins the Burlsworth Award for the nation's best walk-on. Pretty easy award for a guy who was all Big Ten the last couple of years. I think he was a Big Ten defensive lineman last year as a junior. Been a stud for the last three years for Michigan yeah. State. Pretty like big no-brainer. Uh, Rodrigo Blankenship, kicker from Georgia, was also that. nominated for that award. All-time leading scorer in the SEC, I believe. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Pretty impressive. But this week, we're not going to focus on Michigan State as much as the national landscape. And before we move on to bowl season, we got to go look back mm-hmm. and take a look at our season awards. So to start off for our season awards, we got to get the SRZ going a little bit. Oh, whoa. This audio is so bad for trumpets for the SpongeBob thing. Can you guys even hear it? <laughs> barely, barely. Faintly. Barely. Not good. Whatever. Shame on you, YouTube. You, you tried the bubble ball music? Yes. I, I like the effort. It was a good effort. It I was a good effort. It. But we'll move into the SRC Graham Harrell, Offensive <laughs> Player of the Year. Graham Harrell, legend of Texas Tech. And we'll start off with Eric Bach. Okay. Well, my SRC Graham Harrell, Offensive Player of the Year, is led the country in rushing yards and leads the country in name recognition. Yes. Great name. Mr. Chubba Hubbard from the Oklahoma State Cowboys, rushed for nearly 2,000 yards this year. Oklahoma State was very average. I believe they went 7-5. and five. And Mike Gundy is probably going to be their coach forever because he wins just enough to stay around, and they are somewhat of a factor in the Big 12 every year. But Chubba Hubbard, what a season, what a name, what a guy. The SRZ Graham Harrell Offensive Player of the Year for me, Mr. Hubbard. Okay, love it, love it. I'll go next. 
my my SRZ Graham Harrell Offensive Player of the Year is Linbound Jr. He's been on my list a couple times this year. I'm just amazed at the fact that like midseason after all the quarterback injuries at Kentucky, they were just like, we're never best athlete, just play quarterback and see see what happens. And we're gonna throw the ball two times against a power five rival opponent and dominate him. I'm a Lidbound Jr. fan forever. He just declared for the NFL draft. I wish him all the best because he's one of my guys now. Whoever like whoever drafts him, getting a player. I love Lidbound Jr. out of Kentucky. The fact that he played quarterback when he's a wide receiver in major college football and it wasn't a complete failure. It's like it's like when you get one of those recruits in the NCAA football athlete video games. It's just athletes their positions. Yes. They'll just play wherever. That's yes. what Lynn Bowden Jr. would be. And the fact that Lynn Bowden Jr. is the guy in the 99-yard punt like return for a touchdown video has made me like him even more. So my SRZ Graham Harrell Offensive Player of the Year is Lynn Bowden Jr. My SRZ Graham Harrell Offensive Player of the Year has to be LSU wide receiver Jamar Chase. The true sophomore this year had 73 receptions for 1,500 yards, technically 1,498. Averaged 20.5 yards of reception, caught 18 touchdowns. Single-handedly accounted for nearly half of Joe Burrow's touchdowns this year. Truly a phenomenal player. Even though he's not coming out this year in the draft, if he produces next year with whoever LSU throws out there, expect for him to be very high on a lot of people's draft boards. Who's Boom. that? Or we gotta have some continuity, guys. We gotta be eyes gotta be up <laughs> when people are about to finish the talk. Okay. I'll go. I've You'll already go. gone. Yeah, thought, so don't be blaming me. I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying eyes gotta be up. Okay. So my SRZ Graham Harrell Offensive Player of the Year is Oklahoma quarterback Jalen Hurts. He had just a bananas year. He 3,634 3, passing yards, 1,255 rushing yards. That's 50 total touchdowns, only seven interceptions. He was the reason Oklahoma is in, or he is the reason Oklahoma's in the playoff. Without him, they wouldn't even be within sniffing distance. Okay. He was the entire team. So, Jalen like, Hurts, good for you for, for leaving Alabama and just having a monster year. I think Lincoln Riley's the reason they're in the playoff, but other than that, uh, I don't know about that. But Well, the other part of the entire team for Oklahoma is my offensive player oh. of the year, CeeDee Lamb. Joe says he watched one game of CeeDee Lamb, <laughs> and he decided hey, okay. that is his it, offensive it, it, player it's of the year. one game hey, was hey. Saturday. It's not... It wasn't just one game. Okay. <laughs> it was about one and a half. Watched a little bit of the other Oklahoma Baylor game. He, he man, saw CD him and he Lamb, said, that guy's a winner. winner. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. Word for word. But, just about. Hey, CeeDee Lamb, dog, 1,200 yards, 15 total touchdowns, only on 58 catches. That's good. 20 yards a catch, too. That's very good. Okay. That and maybe the defensive backs in the Big 12 aren't very good at tackling. Yes. Well, that also helps. But, yeah, hey, dude's great. a dog. I mean, Baylor's not good defense, but whatever. And I'm not going to repeat the name of our Nets SRZ title. <laughs> I don't know who put that in there. That's mean. Who put in the SRZ Manti Teo's fake girlfriend defensive player of the year? That is not the actual name of the award. Just letting you know. That was me. That was mean. You shouldn't have done that. But I, I, I had one I, in mind, ba- and I forgot to type it. I mean, it. Bach laughed. It's, I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a good Manti Teo joke. I feel like it's in bad taste, but eh, we move on. SRZ, Whatever. the SRZ Prince of Mutamara, Defensive Player of the Year. Go Bears. Yeah, go uh, Bears. Bears. Okay. Is and it is it me first? Yeah, go ahead. All right. I you know I was kind of grasping at straws here. I'm not gonna lie, but um I 
Antoine Simmons. This is a Michigan State podcast first and foremost. Yep. He came out of nowhere. Who was talking about Antoine Simmons coming into this year? I think, Nobody. I think people were saying they lose Andrew Dowell, but they will replace him with a guy who's very capable. They right. didn't expect him to have this type of year. So he led the Spartans in tackles, partly because Joe Bocci didn't play the last four games of the year. Mm-hmm. But also... He was just the the stalwart of this defense. We talked about talked about him a little bit last week, but um, I mean there were guys out there with better numbers and stuff. But as someone who's watched all the Michigan State games, most of them in person, Antoine Simmons is my SRZ Prince Amukamara Defensive Player of the Year slash SRZ Manti Teo's fake girlfriend SRZ defensive player. We, of the year. we don't acknowledge that, but okay, okay, on. all right. So my SRZ Manti Teo's Prince of Mukamara fake girlfriend award <laughs> defensive <laughs> yes. player of the year. So out of order. Yeah, <laughs> is uh, I'm sorry, Ryan. Yeah. Chase oh. Young of the Ohio State University. Pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, very good. Completely had a great season. Completely Cons- dictated offenses, games plan, game plans. Broke the Ohio State Dude was sack, insane. Uh, sack, sack record. Yes. Yeah. He yeah. only played in what? He, got he missed sus- two games. Hey, but he, and he was getting paid. and a half sacks. Yeah. Which is insane. Yeah. And he made some and money. And so he's smarter than everyone else. Yeah, <laughs> so seriously. Good for him. Uh, to piggyback off of Dandron, my SRZ, Prince Mukamara, Manitoba's fake girlfriend. Player of the year uh, is also, defensive player of the year is also Chase Young. He... Had a monster year, 31 total tackles, 16 and a half sacks, six forced fumbles. That That's crazy. So that that man, there's a reason that he got invited to New York for the Heisman. Rarely does that happen for a defensive player. He's going to get paid in the NFL. He should be the number one overall pick. He, I mean, he, there's too much to say about Chase Young. Also, he could also win the award for looking most intimidating in all black jerseys. He was huge. Oh yeah. my gosh! Six five, two sixty five. Remember That's when a big he man. walked? McCray and I, he walked past us on the field at Columbus before the game, and we just looked at each other like, "Oh my goodness!" I, I do not envy who the the man that has to try to block him tonight. Okay, it was scary. Yeah, that I I completely agree. He's yeah. an absolute unit. Uh, my SRZ. Not going to say the Manti Teo part, but <laughs> Prince of Mukamara, Defensive Player of the Year, is Derek Stinley Jr. out of LSU. I put Grant Delpit in there, and I realized I was thinking about the wrong defensive bat for LSU. Derek Stinley, freshman, absolute stud. You saw it last week at, during the Georgia game. I think he had an interception, but he absolutely took over some games, and he's a freshman. That's a, that's a guy who's going to go high first round once he's ready to go out in the next couple of years. But he, he was a major factor for this LSU defense that people considered down to what it usually is. But I think it was just the fact that the pace that they play on the offensive side of the football, it's hard to keep up. I, I think Derrick Stanley Jr. was a good encapsulation of how opportunistic this LSU defense is and how it complements this offense perfectly. That's why I went with Derrick Stanley Jr. for the Prince of Mukamara SRZ Defensive Player of the Year. So my SRZ, Prince of Mukamara, Defensive Player of the Year, is a little bit off the wall. He's a guy who plays in Conference USA, but has been nothing short of dominant so far this season. His name is D'Angelo Malone from Western Kentucky, 6'4", 230, a little bit undersized for an edge rusher, but he had 90 tackles this year, 20 and a half tackles for loss, 11 sacks, and a touchdown. He's a junior right now. He's a guy that's going to start flying up draft boards if he does well in the combine. A guy that I could see sneaking into maybe the late first round. 
he's a guy a lot of people should keep their eye out on. Uh, a lot of eyes on. Sorry about the Hilltoppers. That. Yeah, the Hilltoppers. Uh, D'Angelo Malone. Okay, before we move into our units of the year, I, I have to play this clip. I probably should have dropped it when we talk about the yes. playoffs. But yes. before Alex McRae gives his SRZ Joey Ellis Memorial Frame of the Year, I'm going to preface this because we all had some pretty bad takes yeah. to start off the year. I had Michigan State going 11-1, and so put yeah. Eddie on my face. But this is got to be one when we uh, talk about the and LSU Tigers. This clip also does not paint me in the best light either. Okay, Joe, you definitely have Ohio State in your playoff, right? Oh yeah, yeah, I, big oh, Ohio yeah. State, big Ohio guy. State guy, Joe over here. <laughs> no, I no, I'm gonna no, 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 I'm leaving him out. I'm leaving him out. You're leaving him. Okay, let's hear. But, but, team to watch, LSU. Okay, I love LSU. So Bro, do you have them in the playoff? Oh get yeah, out of, get out of here. Okay, let's that. hear it. They but can't, but they can't play offense. Go, ta- go Tigers. Yeah, Joe Burrow. Go are you kidding? Yeah, so pretty bad take there from Alex McCray. Hey, you know what? Based on his 2018 season, I wasn't expecting too much. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Now good. he's for sure going to win the Heisman Trophy. And, you know, I'm in there also saying LSU can't play offense. So I, the egg is very much on my face, too. But I figured that we had to get this in there so Alex could hear his Joe Burrow take, his Heisman Trophy winning Joe Burrow take. I, I, I you, had to get it out there. Yeah, no, that's that's perfectly fine. I mean, I was pretty much the kiss of death for every pick this this year, so <laughs> I, it only makes sense that the Heisman is the guy I said wouldn't be that good this year. Pretty funny, but that that's I had to get the LSU clip and all the little synergy because my Joey Ellis SRZ Memorial Powerhouse Frame of the Year is Coach O, and, and, and I don't know how it can't be because this guy got ridiculed, laughed at when he got this job interim ad. He can't do this job at a high level. Guess what? He went out and hired the best coordinators in the country. And Joe Joe Brady, you saw him win the Broyles Award. And guess what? Coach O's still doing it the way he wants to do it. He's super energetic. He's still a great recruiter. And he's still got that Cajun, like that Cajun twain that I love so yep. much about him. Coach O is my SRZ Memorial powerhouse frame of the year. I, I say it like eight different ways. Yeah. And Joey Ellis in there too. So mine is kind of in a way similar to yours how Lane Kiffin is now the head coach of the Ole Miss Rebels right correct so let's go back in time a little bit the Ole Miss head coach used to be Ed Ogeron who had an assistant named Hugh Freeze who became the head coach of Ole Miss with assistant Matt Luke while Ogeron became the assistant for Lane Kiffin who got fired and replaced by Ogeron while Freeze got fired and replaced by Matt Luke who got fired and replaced by Lane Kiffin. It's all circular. That's my favorite story so far this year. The Ole Miss coaching staff just goes through the same group of guys, and I absolutely love it. Okay. I I don't hate that. My SRZ Joey Ellis Memorial Powerhouse Frame of the Year is Mr. Mike DeFee, head referee. Great arms on that guy. In the Big 12, worked the Baylor-Oklahoma conference championship game this past uh, Saturday is not only does he have the best frame in college football, he also has the best explanations. Oh yeah. For when remember when they called the guy out of bounds or in the end zone? Yeah. And he but they confirmed the call. The call was correct, but instead of just saying the call is confirmed, he gets on the mic, he says because the so the the guy's foot was in bounds, but he didn't have control of the ball when his foot was in bounds and he got control of the ball when he landed out of bounds. 
So that's why it was incomplete. Mm-hmm. And Defee gets on there and he goes, after after review, the ruling on the field, or the receiver got one foot in bounds. However, he did not maintain control of the ball while he was in bounds. Therefore, the call is confirmed. It's incomplete. And it's like, yeah, that's not the explanation we needed, but that's the explanation we wanted. Yes. So, so thank it. you, Mike Defee, for one wearing a, a medium on national television when you've got pipes. He's probably an extra large. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and for giving us awesome explanations. I like that pitch a lot. Like okay. it a lot. Thank you. Love it. My SRZ Joey Ellis Memorial Powerhouse Frame of the Year. Touched on it a little bit before, but current and new University of Arkansas head coach Sam Pittman, formerly the offensive line coach and associate head coach at Georgia, any grown man that cries during a press conference on you know that's going out to the rest of the world that's a true man. Oh, and, love it! And love good it. and good for him for going out there, spending so much time at Georgia. He was there for three years, for three not years. that long. No, I thought he was there. For <laughs> but but dude's been dude, dude's been an offensive line coach since 1991. That's why I love him. He's got the love coach. O, he's got coach O like tendencies. That's why they hired him. That is why they hired him. That's yeah. good. He's earned it. Arkansas needs and all the help they can get. The Razorbacks yes. have been struggling for many years in a very tough SEC. But good job for Sam Pittman. Proud of him. Happy for him. And so he's my Joey Ellis Memorial Powerhouse Frame of the Year. Can I interject? Dandron, MSU just tweeted at you. Nice. Is that Finally. the breaking news? Yeah. Finally. He no. says, you, they say, you do a million things. What's one more? You can do this. Oh. That's true. Yeah, what's this, this random... Michigan yeah. State is just tweeting at, at Bach and then Yeah, at because Dandrin. you had to like their tweet to get a shout out. That was it. Yeah. Not worth it. Oh, totally worth it. Yeah, do you and want it's a the, shout out and it's them? the blind Tom Izzo dancing meme. That's funny. Of him on the ladder. You know? I, I'll, I'll look at it after this. It's it's awesome. Perfect. I just it popped up on my Twitter. I'm like, oh my God. And you were complaining earlier that you didn't get your shout out. I know, I know. So you basically just begged for it. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, okay, cool. But here we go. As long as we're on the same page. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So now, thank you, Eric, of course, but it, my Joey Ellis powerhouse memorial frame of the week, shout out to those big dogs everywhere, fat coaches nice. all over the nation, Love all it. over the country, fat coaches, all even, the fat coaches I've talked about this Fre- year. Even Freddie Kitchens. No. Okay. <laughs> Freddie <laughs> Kitchens is actually the only fat coach that I will not endorse on this podcast. Wow. Because the Cleveland Browns, despite winning... We're not even going to get into that. So You'll endorse hey. Charlie Weiss over Freddie Kitchens. Sure, why not? Fat <laughs> coaches, love them. Shout out to the big dogs. <laughs> That's unbelievable. You're, what happened to the cat? Well, the cat from Monday Night Football was not a fat coach, so okay. that's what happened. All right. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, we had, to, we had to do a little season wrap up there. But before, what, do you have one more thing to say? I do have the breaking news. What is the breaking what? news? It's very important. Oh, boy. Can confirm, this is from Pete Sampson on Twitter, can confirm multiple reports that offensive coordinator Chip Long and the Notre Dame football program have parted ways. Saw that. Mm. So where is Chip Long going? Mm. Not to Michigan State. Man, Not, I wonder. Yeah. But, but where is he going? I will say this. I think we're going to talk about this more once we get back from break because D'Antonio said in his press conference this week that he's not going to make any coaching decisions until after the bowl game. But I don't think there's going to be any changes on the offensive staff that are really that dramatic. I think Brad Sam will be the OC next year. Not any. That's not a hot take. I just truly believe that at this point. Any thoughts? No. I mean, I, I eh. agree with you. 
So, so I, I, I can't stand that people are like, Matt Canada. I would love Matt Canada to be the offensive coordinator of Michigan State. I just don't think that's going to happen. But no. whatever. Let's Maybe let's, Chip Long. Maybe Chip Long. I don't I, know. Who knows? Has Notre Dame's offense really lit the world on fire? That's probably why he no, doesn't yes. have a job yeah. anymore. So, I, I mean, you know. It's better than Michigan State's. But whatever. True. Let's, let's move into Michigan State. They take down Wake Forest in the Pinstripe Bowl, New Era Pinstripe Bowl. Wake Forest went 8-4, and four, led by head coach Dave Clawson in his sixth year in Winston-Salem. Yeah, Winston-Salem. Yeah, great memory on this kid. He's actually done a really good job because Wake was yeah. very, very down Oof. when he got into town. They started the season 7-1 for dropping three of their last four. Part of the reason was nagging injuries to quarterback Jamie Newman and losing their leading receiver, Sage Surratt, not playing the final three games of the year. Sage Surratt's had a brother, I think twin brother or something. Chaz Surratt. Yeah, he plays at North Carolina. He's pretty good, too. But Jamie Newman's status is up in the air for this game. Sam Hartman, the backup. You might know Sam Hartman from QB1. He's in the second season, that Netflix show, where it follows a high school quarterback around the country. I don't know where he's from, like South Carolina, but Sam Hartman, he's decent. He's playable. He hasn't been great, only completing 57% of his passes this year. And Wake comes in with a, the 79th scoring defense in the country, giving about giving up about 29 points per game. You guys, any thoughts about this game? Um, Michigan State will play the most QB one quarterbacks in college football this year, I think. Netflix QB ones. Yeah, Netflix QB ones. Because you got Sam Hartman and the other guy. Justin Fields. Justin Fields, and then Lance uh, Lejean from he plays at Maryland. Oh yeah. And there's another guy on Wake who was in QB1 who yep. doesn't play. He was in the first is. season. Yeah. yeah. Uh, From Pennsylvania. Yeah. What's his name? Can't remember. He was on there with Fromm and uh, yeah. what's his name? Wow. I'm Tate losing. Martell. Tate yeah. Martell. That's it. Yep. Man. What a person gets stuck like in the middle of those two. That's he a was very... the, well, Fromm was the most likable, but that other guy was the, yeah. definitely the second most likable in that season. Yeah. Tate Martell did not come off great no in that guy. television show, but hey, it's whatever. But I, I forgot to add one more thing. Wake Forest runs a very weird read yeah, option great. offense. Very delayed. They kind of just wait until like all the gaps are filled, and then they make a decision. It's a very interesting idea. It worked for the majority of the year, but once you saw them play big competition like Clemson, it didn't work as much. I understand their starting quarterback, Jamie Newman, didn't play in that game. But at the same time, it's interesting. And, I, and I'm very interested to see how this Michigan State linebacker core plays against it. And they're secondary because Xavier Henderson is going to be put on blast at this game and making decisions to either come into the bots or stay back in coverage. Yeah. You know who else is going to be put on blast? We were talking about this earlier, Collins. Is where wherever is the play-by-play guy on the radio when McCray, Danter, and I travel to New York? Because who knows where we're going to end up. Yeah, that should be interesting. In the in Yankee Stadium, you know. You, Hopefully we have some type of booth. You better bring those binoculars. Oh, uh, they're already in my bag. They're packed. But um, I think, and considering what Collins just said about their offense, it's going to be hard to see who has the ball. Very hard to see. So I'm just going to be guessing. That'll be fine. I, I Do you guys, like, I like the whole, like, gimmick of the pinstripe ball. Oh, every, yeah, it's great. Every time I watch it, I'm like, no, I kind of like it. Yeah. There, should be, there should be, like, one or two games at a baseball field. I, I think they should play a game at uh, Wrigley Field, at Fenway Park, and Yankee Stadium. The problem with Wrigley is they try to do it with Northwestern yeah. and Illinois, and it's like the outfields. They is could not only big go enough. one direction. Yeah. Oh, really? They just, had to play. They someone would punt, then they'd go back to the other end of the field and go the same direction because the end zone was too close to the wall. Like and they, the one end. It was funny because they like posted it. It's like Wrigley's ready, and then they posted the wall, and they're like, "Oh, they definitely can't do this, or someone's literally gonna die." Yeah. Because it would have been like 
arena football playing in Wrigley. Yeah, the guy like, does a, a somersault wall. over the over the boards. Yeah, yeah. it would have been incredible. Yeah. I would I actually would have been down for it. Oh, was Pat, I would have for sure watched that. Yeah, yeah. oh my god. Take a wide receiver sure. take a he- see a wide receiver take a header into the ivy. That in would, Wrigley Field yeah, and just like get consumed and never come back. Yeah. yeah. You get stuck in the wall. Yeah. I think they have one, they have one at Chase Field where the Arizona Diamondbacks play. That's where the Cheese It Bowl is played. Yes. Yeah, and then um <laughs> There, there There's had... one at Miami Marlins, right? It's like the Miami Beach Bowl. Yeah. I don't think they have that still, though. That was a former thing, yeah. Yeah. Mm. But, yeah. I kind of like the baseball field gimmick, but looking at this game, I don't know how motivated Michigan State will come into the game. I don't know how motivated Wake will come into the game. It's a long way out. This game takes place on December 27th, excuse me, two days after Christmas. Both teams are all about motivation. Whoever comes out more motivated is going to win this football game. I'm not going to give you X and O's. And especially in a bowl game like this, whoever's more motivated is going to win the football game. And I just don't have a clear reason for either team to be more motivated than the other. Yeah, it's hard to say how Michigan State will be because, now granted, they won their last two games of the year to become bowl eligible. So it's on. there's a little bit of positivity going on right now for Michigan State. You know, like morale-wise, I would say, you know, coming off the program win, the program win hats. I just think that um, it seems to me, I don't know, this is just conjecture on my part, but it seems like Michigan State still wants to kind of be playing and and it will be ready to go in the pinstripe bowl, in my opinion. I think they will be too. I, I, I think there's a little, there's like a weird energy around Michigan State, though, like locker room right now. Yeah, Like, I, I think around the program, there's a lot of gloom and doom. But you see quotes out of Julian Barnett after the last, like, game of the year. It's like, people don't understand what Coach D's building here and stuff like that. There's a weird belief in this locker room that they're, like, building something. I don't know if they're completely off or they're onto something. But I, I do, like, I, I actually agree with you there, Eric, that I feel like they feel blessed to be playing in a game like this, and you're going to see a lot of young guys get an opportunity to play in the new era. Pinstripe Bowl. Yeah, not only that, but Wake Forest has lost three of their last four games. Injuries. Like, you don't play your starting quarterback, and Jamie Newman's a pretty dynamic quarterback. It's hard to pit that against them. And you look at the competition they played down the stretch, other than the Syracuse loss in the last week of the year, Clemson and Virginia Tech, those are two tough matchups yeah, Virginia, for Wake Forest. Virginia Tech has not done anything to really impress me too much this year, and it wasn't even a close game, 36-17. Yes, but they didn't have their starting quarterback. What if Rocky Lombardi went up against Michigan and they, I mean, the outcome was even worse? They had three guys <laughs> that were, I mean, they had two guys that were on a TV show. Yeah, that's true. So, you, I mean, they should be able to play a little bit, right? You'd think. Sam Hartman can play a little bit, but it's different than when you have your main guy in Jamie Newman, who's also, I believe, a sophomore. They got a lot of talent in their quarterback room. Because Sam Martin, Hartman, excuse me, is actually pretty good. But that, that that's my closing thoughts. We'll talk about it later on the pick'em. Other than that, I, I don't have any strong opinions towards this game. Do you guys? I, I still have to, to decide whether I'm going to watch this game. You'll watch <laughs> it. You'll watch it. Stop. I don't. Same I don't, here. Meh. <laughs> Joe will be there. Yeah. He's just, ah, yeah he'll be in, in New York. Whether or not we get him to go to the stadium is another thing. Yes. But you might have to you might have to pay me to go. Aiden, there. you'll watch it. Stop. I'll watch it. I won't be happy about it. We'll watch it. What are you gonna do with three twenty the two days after Christmas other than watch that bowl game? He's got a point. There, there you, you go. will be That's watching why that anybody bowl game. watches any bowl game yes. though, because nobody has anything better to do. That's go to, true. Go to the new Star Wars movie. 
Uh, uh, no, I'll see it way before that. Yeah, I hope. Good Little Lord. Christmas movie talk here. I once saw Last Christmas with Amelia Clark. One of the worst movies I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life. And one of the worst like twists I've ever seen in my life. I was like, really? This movie is literally just based on the song. What a complete joke. Not a fan of that movie. That's what Sucks. happens when you try to make films or plays based on songs. Because yeah, Mamma but... Mia isn't that great either. Well, that's a whoa, musical. That's different. Whoa. Oh, no. The, the music from ABBA is amazing, but they it's quite obvious that they built a, a musical literally based on the lyrics of the ABBA songs. Yeah, well, Ma- Mamma Mia 2 is kind of a fire movie. So I didn't I, see I, Mamma okay. Mia 2. Here's the problem with Mamma Mia 2. It makes a lot of plot holes in Mamma Mia 1. <laughs> Obviously, but it's still fun. They're fun. They're both no, fun they're, movies. No, I'm not saying they're fun, but like plot-wise, they're not very sound. Never seen either of them. It's a I musical. Honest. What do you I, expect? I, I watched Mamma Mia 1 on a uh, charter bus. From New York, <laughs> from Rochester, New York, to New York City, and it was one of the most miserable experiences of my life. You, I mean, I love Dancing Queen just as much as the next guy. It's a great song. Okay, first, of, first of all, it was 2009, so I was 11 years old. <laughs> okay, that's you probably fair. loved it. It's a little young for that. Yeah, probably I, loved it. I was, I was not a fan. But, yeah, but uh, to our viewers, please don't see Last Christmas. I, I have a, another movie. Point. That also is my stadium point. I wanted to talk oh, about. Oh, here we go. Uh, a little while ago, before the show got rolling, um, I was watching Ten Things I Hate About You. Yeah. Two days ago. That stadium is so sick. That stadium is unbelievable. I don't know if you've seen this movie. It's an actual like high school football stadium. That can't be a high school field though. It's it's two high schools. They they play on that stadium. You you did research. I did research <laughs> because here it's it's a fifteen thousand capacity stadium. Is it in it's, Texas? No, it's in Washington. It's overlooking the Puget Sound. It's like on the side of a cliff. It's what? super and it, cool. It's like it looks like the Coliseum. They're like concrete steps that are also bleachers. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. And it's the most bonkers stadium I've ever seen, but it it looks amazing. What Bro- town is this in? It's in like Seattle or Tacoma, Washington. That is great research right there from Aiden Hunt. I'm actually very happy you brought that up. I think it's the scene where Heath Ledger is singing yep. to her on the field when she's at practice. Pretty solid film right there. Also, another Christmas movie bri- gripe is Just Friends is my favorite Christmas movie with Ryan Reynolds, Anna Ferris, and a couple other people. And it was on Netflix until yesterday. So they, they lit- pulled it before Christmas? Yes. Which oh, is geez. insane. I was <laughs> so mad. I was furious. I literally got done with my three exams yesterday, and I go, no, I'm going to relax. I had my first Christmas movie of the year. Get rolling. Get the Christmas vibes going. Yeah. <laughs> Off Netflix. I was furious. I was fuming. I had to draw- I had to take a walk. It was It was that upsetting. So, oh. If you haven't seen you Just- see it. If you haven't seen Just Friends, go watch it. Great Ryan Reynolds performance. It should become a movie Every podcast. Every performance is a great Ryan Reynolds performance. Yes. You, I, you, oh, you can find it on Amazon Prime. I'm just saying. No, but you know it costs money to run. One dollar. Oh, I see. <laughs> we, can, we can't do do prices on the show. Why? Who cares? It's an advertisement. But anyway, I'm just I'm just saying. Okay. It's a dollar. I got we, it. We're off the air now. Yes, but well, the FCC well, let, just struck yeah. us down. Let's stop with the movie talk and start like start with the. Bowl talk. Here we go. More obscure, obscure bowls. I can't talk today. This is unbelievable. It's probably my problem for not taking my retainer out an hour before the recording. Big I, mistake. Yeah. Hey, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> Collins, you're looking at me like you wanted me to great be like, yeah. I was like, yeah. I mean, I wanted the retainer. In, that was great in insight there by Joe <laughs> Dan. Yes. Yes. But let's move on to bowl game confidence points. I know a lot of people out there, bowl season, they do a little bowl pick em pool. 
and they usually do it on confidence points. I believe, how many bowl games are there? 48? Yeah, something like that. It's High a, 40s. It's like 48 or 38 40, or something. Yeah. And you just go 48 down to one, like you're most confident, you're least confident. So we're going to do a little bold confidence point ranking for us, and we got three games. Your first confidence point game will be worth 10 points. Second will be worth five. Third will be three points. All we'll right. start with Alex McRae with your number three confidence point. So my number three pick is the Cincinnati Bearcats over the Boston College Eagles. Also, I should mention, this is not against the spread. This is just outright. I like that pick, McRae. Cincinnati Bearcats? Cincinnati Bearcats. Move on to Eric Bach. Well, I've, I'm a little bit torn here. My third confidence pick is the Alabama Crimson Tide. Okay. Over the Michigan Wolverines. I I wanted Homer. to go. I was between going second and third, but, you know, Michigan State got the brunt of Alabama the last time they didn't make, like, a BCS slash New Year's Six Bowl in this same bowl game, in the Citrus Bowl. Um, it was ugly. That was a really good Alabama team. I still think, I mean, it's Alabama. Michigan is reeling. They just got thumped by Ohio State again. Alabama's angry because they lost a close one to Auburn in the Iron Bowl. And if there's anybody that can get a team motivated to play in this game, it's Nick Saban. So give me give me the tide. I think that's a very popular pick in the general public yes. right now. Uh, we'll move on to Aiden Hunt. This is our three-point game? Yes, this so, is our three-point game, so, so number three. I like both those picks. Mine is going to be Arizona State mm-hmm. over Florida State. Okay. That's I, interesting. I like that one. I, li- I know. Jaden Daniels, Daniels might still be hurt. Now no, he's not. It. No, he's playing. He's playing. Cleo Tate's not going to start for Arizona State? No, Arizona Tate. Cleo Tate's the Arizona quarterback. Come on. My bad. That wasn't, I, that wasn't good. I'm sorry. That was that was bad. But, yeah, no, I like Arizona State because Florida State, yeah, they suck. Okay, I won't go that far. I don't know if James Blackman's playing for Florida State. He's been hurt the majority of the year, but I don't know. You know what? Okay, so this one, I was kind of torn on this one too, Eric, because that Alabama game, Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. But And the reason I looked at you earlier during the podcast is because you said this. The Cheez-It Bowl, Air Classic. Force, taking Never... on Washington State. All right. I'm going to take Air Force. Air 10 Force. and 2 this year. Okay. They're Never... having a good year. I think they... They pull it off. Never forget the Cheez-It Bowl last year with Cal and TCU. Didn't it get canceled? No, it was one of the worst overtime football games I've oh, ever yeah. watched. TCU had a quarterback who couldn't feel the bottom of his right foot at one point playing because they had so many injuries. Yeah. It was incredible. I it Texas was, Bowl was when they got canceled. Yeah, yes. Boise State. Or no, the heart of Dallas Bowl. Yes, the Zaxby's. Zaxby's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Why did that get what? Because it was like tornadoes and stuff around oh, the area, yeah. and they're like, "Yeah, forget yeah, okay. about it." No one wants to watch. They this thought anyway. that the beef was that they didn't reschedule it. They're yes. just like, "Nah, it's, we're not doing that." Probably smart. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Okay. I, I, I'm gonna start off with my number three confidence pick. I like USC against Iowa okay. in the Holiday Bowl, and I just am an Iowa hater all year. You heard that on the podcast for the majority of the year. Me getting angry if they're ranking in the college football playoff standings but i i just i think usc is just flat out better and have a lot of good athletes on the outside i don't know how many play due to the fact that a couple of them could go pro and have a pretty nice career and they don't want to risk it in the holiday bowl i still like usc and slovis to take care of nate stanley in his final game with iowa okay uh moving on to the number two picks here yes okay uh i'm gonna have to disagree with joe dandron okay Ooh. Uh, i'm picking the washington state cougars 
over the Air Force Falcons in the Cheez-It Bowl. That's my number two confidence pick. I am all in on Anthony Gordon, the all-time leader in, uh, not all-time leader, I'm sorry, but uh, NCAA passing yards in a season record holder. Mm. He had a big year this year. Big year. 5,228 yards, 45 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. Okay, so for my second confidence pick, a game that some in this room, one in particular, wish that Michigan State was playing in, the Quick Lane Bowl. Give me the Pitt Panthers over Ooh. the Eastern Michigan Ooh. Eagles. Okay, right? I I just want to say something to you. Do you think Pitt comes to the yes, Quick Lane Bowl? I do. Motivated because and I and the only reason Eastern why this Michigan. game, the only reason why this game was on my radar at all was because of some sound bites from Pat Narduzzi today. He has not returned to the state of Michigan since leaving Michigan State for for Pitt. And he said that today is or this game is like a homecoming to him. He's going to retire someday and tailgate at Spartan Stadium. That's what he said today. So I think that the players are going to be fired up to have Narduzzi, get Narduzzi a win in his former, in the state where his former employers reside. And so I think, and also Eastern Michigan went six and six in the MAC. So don't, I, there's no, they beat in, Illinois. In, in any world, in any logical world, there's no way Eastern Michigan should win this game, so that's why I'm picking Pitt. Okay, okay. Move on to Aiden Hunt. So I was bouncing back and forth with my number two and number one picks. Um, I like that that pick, by the way, Buck. Thank you. And I think this game is going to get really ugly, but I like Notre Dame over Iowa State by a lot of points. Okay. I think Iowa State's going to get absolutely whipped on the field, and I, I, I don't see this being even remotely close of a game. Completely disagree with you. I think if you look at bowl logic – Iowa State will be so motivated for this football game, and Notre Dame won't care at all. I'm just going to say I think Iowa State will come out. I don't know what the spread is. I think Notre Dame will probably win that game, but Iowa State's in a cover regardless whatever that it's, line is. It's a is. good thing we're taking outright. Yeah, that, I know. I know. That's what the confidence pits are for. All right, so my number two is going to be it's going to be UAB in the NOLA Bowl over App State. I'm picking UAB. Okay. After – Going with App State in your wild card the entire season, you're picking against hey, them in this. Because you know what? Bill Clark, a team should call that guy. He's done a great job right. building up that program after they didn't even have one. And Literally. Drinkwitz is he's out. I, I don't know if he's coaching the bowl game. I didn't I I didn't see he? that either. I, don't know. I, I was gonna mention that in the intro, but we were running a little bit long. Drinkwitz getting the job at Missouri is a it's... horrible hire by Missouri. <laughs> I don't care what they say. You're going to hire a guy one year at the job at Appalachian State after a guy basically built the program from the ground up. I don't. It makes zero sense to me why and they I, do that. And I think Clark is a guy who should get a better job than he does have at UAB. I think he's done a really good job there. So picking UAB to beat App State in that game. Okay. Okay. And I'll move on to my second confidence pick. I really, 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 really like Texas A&M in the Texas Bowl against Oklahoma State. I think Spencer Saunders will play in this game. He didn't play in Bedlam. I doubt Chubba Hubbard will play in this football game as it gets close to this game. I, I, I could see him being like, hey, I want to worry about my NFL future. And then Kellen Mond, Jimbo Fisher with a month to prepare, basically like a month to prepare. Jimbo Fisher's too good of a coach for Mike Gundy. I like Texas A&M a lot in the Texas Bowl. Okay. Um Number three, confidence pick. Wait, yeah. is it number one? Yeah, it's it's number our one. Third now. one, this but is our most, most confident, most confident, most confident pick. pick coming here. Um, Eric, you stole my thunder a little bit. 
Pitt Panthers are going to roll Ooh. over the Eagles. I give me give me Pitt all day. And Aiden Hunt stole my thunder because I was thinking Notre Dame from the beginning. Your point is well taken about Notre Dame not wanting to be there. Yes, but I don't think it's going to matter. I think talent wise, Notre Dame is so much better than Iowa State at just about every position. I think that Ian Book is a guy that is not talked about enough. I think he's had he's had some misfires and some big games. So I think that that has given him a reputation of not being very good. And he is a really good player. I completely agree what you just said there, Eric. I think he's a guy yeah. you'll see pop up in the NFL about four or five yeah. years. He's, like, he's still in the league because he's going to craft out a nice little backup quarterback he's, career. He's athletic. He's tough. He his offensive line wasn't great this year. He got hit a bunch. I mean, he got he's it's a miracle he survived that playoff game against Clemson last year. Yeah. Because that defensive line was after him the whole game. I just think Notre Dame's got a lot to prove. They got thumped by Michigan this year and they kind of underachieved overall. So I think that I'm going to kind of take your point and reverse it. I think that the Irish are going to be ready to, play. to be there okay. and ready to play. So I, that's my number one confidence pick, Notre Dame over Iowa State. To be fair, Iowa State has a dog at quarterback, too, with oh, Brock Purdy. for sure. That guy, that guy is a legit NFL prospect, not this year, but next year. Keep your eye out for him. All right. So if you know me at all, you should see this pick coming from a, a million miles away. Uh, I like Utah State over Kent State. Yeah, Jordan um, Love. So Jordan Love declared for the NFL draft yesterday. Is he playing in this game? He is playing in this game. Okay. He, Good he for said him. in his farewell address Good for that him. he's going to suit up one more time in his Aggie uniform that's going to be against Kent State. So I like I like the Aggies by a, by a substantial margin for my boy Jordan Love. Aggies by a million. Aggies by a, a billion. All right, so McGray, this go. one's kind of for you on here. I decided last-minute change. My most confident pick. Man, Indiana in the Gator Bowl becoming nine Windiana finally. I love that. Who do uh, they play? Tennessee. I play in Tennessee. I, I would love nothing Joe. more. Joe. I would okay. love Joe, nothing Joe. more. But... I like that pick a lot, Joe. Oh, my goodness. I like that. I think Collins, I don't know. I can't tell if Collins likes it because he I'm does. probably going to be wrong. No. Why? I Did I come off sarcastic? No, I like didn't. that pick no, a lot. Okay. That's a good pick. And I get, is, Mar- is Mauer playing for Tennessee at quarterback? I believe he is. Is, Ma- is Penix playing for Indiana? I don't no. know. No, Penix is out for the year. Yeah. Oh, well, that still, answers that question. It yeah. still doesn't matter. Peyton Ramsey, they've been good. I They're way better like in the trenches than Tennessee is currently, which is a th- crazy thing to say at any point in time in college football history, that Indiana in the trenches is better than Tennessee. Okay, Who would have thought? L- let, let's, let's take a look at Tennessee here really quick. They started off Horribly. No, they've been, they've, they've been doing. They've been playing a lot better. Pruitt's, been Pruitt's got them playing better. better. I like their quarterback too. Their freshman quarterback, I think Mauer, number eighteen, super skinny guys. That's like the tattoos got a little edge to them. I like it. I like yeah. that guy. I mean, Tennessee hasn't lost since October. Eh, okay. Still, Indiana. Hey, Indiana. Let's go. I like it, Joe. Go Hoosiers. I'm not. I'm not going on that train. I'm not that confident in them. But my number one, I think this is the easiest one. December twenty fourth, New Year's Eve. SoFi Hawaii Bowl, yeah. take the Rainbow Warriors against BYU in Hawaii Stadium. They're going to like rig the game for Hawaii because it's going to be all That's Hawaii what they fan. do. Yeah. It, Eric, that was the greatest thing that you've ever said on this podcast. Dude, because you can know. I know exactly where you're going with this. That if 
you're an older Michigan oh, State fan. Oh, I know exactly where you're going with this holding it, yeah. offense. Yeah, if you're an older Michigan State fan and your dad or mom <laughs> or whoever, like your older brother, they will always talk your ear about yep. the Michigan State-Hawaii game. My dad is never going to get over that. No one gets over it. My dad's <laughs> like, it was unbelievable. There was three phantom holding calls. On three they, touchdowns. Yeah, and they're like, Hawaii was trying to go to a bowl game. They were trying to get him to the Hawaii Bowl. It was red. It was red. It was red. It, that, that would get a random Michigan State fan oh, fired up. Oh, yeah. I, I love that. I love that you just said that because I could tell in your eyes, you're like, Drew Stan, they got robbed. DeAndre that, Cobb? Yeah. yeah that, that dude, if, if without those holding penalties, he would have rushed for 300 yards in that game. Yes. Got robbed. I love that you said that, but they'll do it for our confidence pits. And now comes our best part of the show, the pick em. Let's see if the computer actually works this time. Are do we going to do our favorite non-New Year's Six bowl game? Yes. Let's do that first. Quickly. Quickly. Who, so, go, who wants to go first? Um, Actually, my favorite non-New Year's Six bowl game isn't actually a bowl game. It's uh, whatever game North Dakota State is playing in in the FCS playoff, I am hereby guaranteeing that they win this weekend against Illinois State, which thus means they'll lose. But I love watching some FCS playoff football. Me and Bach have the same one, but I'm going to let him introduce it. We have the same one? The Tony the Tiger Bowl? Oh, yeah. The Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. That's incredible. Yeah, the <laughs> the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. The one game that is not on ESPN. Oh, and there's another advertisement right for, there. For CBS, well, yeah. Well, I wasn't going to say CBS, but now the cat's out of that bag. Um, well, yeah. I, I say every week where the games are on. That's so. Florida State and Arizona State. Um, yes. Hunt already t- touched on that one a little bit. Um, I mean... Come on. It's awesome. The Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. And if you have a chance to look at the logo, it's like. It's fire. Collins is going to get a t-shirt. Get me one when you get one, yes. too. I, I'm, I'll probably wear a Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl shirt. Not the biggest Frosted Flakes guy, but as oh, a, yeah. as a hit or miss. Yeah, as a cereal connoisseur, I need that t-shirt. So. Connoisseur. Yeah. Are we on favorite sponsor or favorite yeah, game? Name. You can do favorite game or favorite sponsor. We, we were regardless. thinking name just because. Anything oh. you want. Well, then I have to go going back to Utah State because it's the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Bowl. Oh, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> I, I love Tropical Smoothie, and so <laughs> that I, did, I didn't even know that, that I, that's what that bowl game. Was I called. saw that going down the list today. I was like, that's awesome. That's awesome. They're just giving out paradise points yeah. to people as they're yeah. walking it's, in to the bowl game. It's the Frisco Bowl. It's just now sponsored right. by by Tropical Smoothie Cafe. Peanut Paradise, if you want a, a good smoothie. Oh, here we go. Mm, whey whey no protein. This, okay, this will be good. Okay. 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 Oh man. Okay. Oh yeah. man. He's he's hey, scrolling oh, through the list trying to hey, find. Well, and you know what? Tostitos. That's my favorite sponsor. <laughs> that's not it. That's not even the sponsor anymore I know, for the Fiesta I Bowl. But I know. Hey, you are completely right with that. The Fiesta Bowl has not been able to regain. When it's, then now it's been the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. <laughs> I think that's been, what it is. It hasn't been able to regain its swagger. Since they lost they lost when it was the Tostitos Fiesta, oh man! And they would fight if it was like an election year. They would play that one when the two candidates were debating, and the the bag of Tostitos would come into the hall singing yes. tequila, and then they would all be happy again. Hey, but okay, famous Idaho potato bowl. Oh yeah, that's a classic. That's a classic. Lending that's a tree bowl is a good one too. Yeah, this year. that's. A, that... Oh, that was almost one of my almost. guarantees. One of your guarantees, or whatever you want to call it. What, what do you mean? I, confidence picks. Let's oh, lending right. tree Let's bowl. Let's move on. I, I'm gonna go with a bowl Michigan State was in last year, the oh, Red boy. Bots Bowl. The fact that Red Bots is able to sponsor a bowl yeah. in this climate for their like company, 
How are how is Redbots making money? We're because we're talking about them right now. I guess. And but still, we're not the, wild. There are are shows with larger listenerships than ours that are talking about the Redbox Bowl. And every time somebody says Redbox, they make a little. They probably make a little bit of money. I, I'm yeah. pretty sure they're used Cha-ching. to. There used to be like a blockbuster bowl back in the day. Oh yeah, like way sure. way long ago. Rip yeah. blockbuster, man. Seriously, blockbuster was awesome. Well, let's move into the pick'em. Aiden Hunt, how are we doing? I, Here I, we go. I, I just I want, love the music. I just want a soundbite of Joe Danton just yelling Tostitos. Tostitos. <laughs> I want, Tostitos. I want that soundbite. Um, last week we did uh pretty good. So big loser last week was Ryan Rabinowitz, our <laughs> our our guest. Host, I guess if you're a guest on the Pick'em, you're you just going to be bad luck. Ryan Rabinowitz texted me on Saturday while I'm studying. Oklahoma is dead to me. And I go, what do you mean? <laughs> Did you bet actual money on them? He said, no, I can't let the Pick'em down. And I can't let the SRZ guys down. He was yeah. very disappointed. Sorry, Rev. You were the big loser. You went two and five. Oof. Joe Dandron and Ryan Collins both went three and four. Hey. <sighs> I went a modest four and three. And then Alex McRae and Eric Bach, co-big winners, five and two last hey. week. So heading into the last week of the Pick'em. Here are the current standings. Come on. Eric Bach, you're 45 and 43. You have a winning record now. Yes! How? What do you mean, how? It I went 5 and 2 last week. Alex McRae and Ryan Collins, you are tied 46 and 48. You have 46 wins, but you have the losing records. Both. Wait, am I in first? No, you oh, are in, okay. you're, you're, right. you're in You're in last. Oh. Technically for, for wins, but win percentage, you're doing all right. Well, don't we go by win percentage? Because I missed a week. I have no idea. Uh, I am in second place, 50 we'll and 44. Go by win percentage. Go by win percentage. 50 win percentage. So you're in third. Third. I'm 50 right. and 44 in second place. And Jeez. Joe Dandron is 51 and 43. He's a one game lead over me. He's got to go. He's got to get them all wrong. I believe. <laughs> I think when we get back from school, I mean, from a break and get yeah. back up to school, we will have a podcast. Yeah. Uh, one final one. Yeah. And, it's, and that podcast will have the national title game. And we'll do that for the pickle. Cool. So we still got one more little hockey night in Canada there spr- sprinkled in with our college football theme song because Ryan came unprepared to the show today. But I think I'm going to make a push this week. I think I'm, gonna have, right. I'm, I'm going undefeated this here week. Here we go. Uh, just a little interjection here. Uh, there was, in fact, uh, a blockbuster bowl, only one ever, in 1991 between Alabama and Colorado. Oh, Alabama that's a, won. That's an interesting game. Yeah. Yes. All right, I, I, and I'm gonna say something about what Joe said about Tostitos. The Orange Bowl has not been the same since they got rid of Discover. No, FedEx. FedEx Orange Bowl had synergy. The a logo they used to use for that, the little mascot they had, way better than Discover Orange Bowl or whatever it is. Not a fan, but whatever. Let's move into the picks. This weekend, the only game on the slate, number 23 Navy minus 11 versus Army. 3 o'clock on CBS. I believe this year it's in Philadelphia. Am I incorrect? I don't know. It's it in, is, yeah, Philadelphia at the link. In, yes, it's in Philadelphia. Navy's had a really good year. They put it on some teams in the American yeah. Conference. Army's been super disappointing. Still got Kelvin Hopkins Jr. at the helm at quarterback, so they'll have a chance at this game. Alex McCray, what do you think? Did we say the spread? 11. Minus yeah, 11. It's 11. Navy's minus 11, excuse me. In this game, you have to throw out the records. record books. Yeah. You, you have to. You you can't. So cliche. You, you cannot look at the records when, when picking this game. Army's been good of late. They've done really well in this game. And you know what? I'm going to pick them to cover again. 
I think it's going to be a yeah. close game. I think it's going to be a really good game. I will say, in the the uniform battle, I think Navy edged them out a little bit this year, okay. which is very important in this game. It, it is it is vital to who wins, which is why <laughs> I'm picking Navy to win, but Army to cover. Gotcha. So, Army has won two in a row in this series yes. before lose after losing like 15 in a row. Mm -hmm. So Army, you know they were expected to go into the big house early in the year and beat Michigan. They nearly did. And then after that, it was a little downhill. bit downhill. So I think Navy's out for blood now. You know, they, they, they've they lost two in a row to Army. Army's having a bad year. Um, give me give me the midshipmen to cover. Fire logo. Navy has oh, yeah. the whatever the, like, what is that? Is that like a, a goat? Yeah, the goat they have yeah. is so sick. Yeah. Great mascot, too. Aiden Hunt. I'm gonna need to look at the at the jerseys real quick for this game. Can you come back to me? Is that yes, okay? Yes, uh, yes. I'll go. I'll go. Nuts. I love Army in this game. I I think they still have. Once the season kind of goes downhill, they just like kind of like schedule the Navy game on the bulletin board. They're like, okay, we're just gonna focus till this game. And, and I think Hopkins is still an elite quarterback. I think if Army scores early, they could possibly win this game outright. When both teams are playing the triple option and the possibility of bad weather comes into the midst, I think it's hard to cover minus 11 unless you're completely running down a team's throat. I like Army for those reasons, and I like Army because my cousin Tom is a West Point grad. Go Army, beat Navy. All right. Uh-oh. He's picking me. So, okay. Not letting you go last. Here we go. I knew it. <laughs> so my brother-in-law is in the Navy. Good. Gotta go with the midshipmen. I respect it. You have to. Let's go. Joe's just gonna pick the go same Navy. thing as me ever this Beat week, Army. so I don't catch him. Well, I'm also one game ahead of Aiden, not you. I, oh, I'm close. Winning wow. percentage-wise, I'm close. A little chirp there. So my brother-in-law is in the Air Force, so I have no skin in this game at no all. No skin. But looking at the uniforms, Navy's got some clean ones. I'll take the midshipmen. I, I liked when both teams were Nike. Because they just are so they coordinated sort of, so it would have like a theme every year, and it was really cool. It's good, but I, I mean, I like the army jerseys better this year. Uh, you know, I like the army jerseys when they had like the all white like snow. Those camp. were sick. Those were phenomenal. So when, Navy when, had the white blue helmets with like the I don't know what were on there, like fighter pilot. I don't know yeah. what it was. They were sick. Yeah, but whatever. Let's move on to the bowl season. First game and the least interesting game probably on this slate. Michigan State minus four and a half against Wake Forest. 320 kick on ESPN December 27th. We'll start with Alex McCray. Michigan State is three and nine against the spread this year. I'm picking Wake Forest covered. And I don't know what their record against the spread was the year before, but it was just as bad. So yeah. it's pretty impressive the run they've gone against the spread. Michigan State is 3-9 against the spread this year. They're going to be 4-9. Spartans cover 4.5 in New York. They're motivated to play. Wake Forest has, after a strong start to the season, is in decline. They lost to Syracuse in their last game of the year, who's not good at all this year. He got blown out by Maryland. Yeah. I mean, come on. Okay. So okay. Michigan State finds a way to win by a touchdown in New York and... Uh, the weather is going to be a factor, too. December 27th in New York. That probably favors Michigan State. Just maybe pound it a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. Michigan State covers. I, I don't understand how so many Spartan fans are so confident going into this game. I like Wake Forest outright. I think Michigan State finishes with a losing record, the second in the past four years. 
It's going to be a bad game. Okay. Ugly game. I I personally think this is an interesting matchup for Michigan State. Is. And I don't think it's going to be that ugly of a game because Wade Forest doesn't have the greatest defense. I like Wade Forest to cover four and a half. I think regardless of Michigan State wins, it's, it's going to be by a field goal or by four points. It's going to be a tight game down in the last drive. That's just what Michigan State does. They're never going to be able to have the ability to blow a team out, especially the way this offense is constructed. I like Wake Forest to cover. Please pick Wake Forest so I can be alone here. No, okay, well, you know what? Wake Forest. Thank you. There we go. But I will say this. I agree with Aiden. I don't get why people are so confident that Michigan State can. I'm not. I'm just, I, I think that something has to give here. No, the weather is going to be a big factor because it's going to be cold, but still, Wake Forest. Okay. All right, cool. All on Wake Forest except Eric Bach. That's, that's going to be where I gain on all of you fools. Okay, let's move into the New Year's Six games. We're going to start off with the first one, the Cotton Bowl, 28th of December. It's a noon kick. Penn State, minus seven. against the Memphis Tigers without Mike Norvell. We'll start with Joe Dandron. Okay. Yes. This always seems to happen to mid-majors whenever they like their yeah. coach goes, gets a better job, leaves, and then they lose. So, Memphis, I don't think they've got a shot. Penn State covers. I think that's a great point by Joe. I don't think... Memphis is going to be in the right headspace to do well in this game. And Penn State, they've proven time and time again they're a good team. So I like Penn State uh, to cover seven. I, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to cut off Eric Bach. Memphis is winning this game outright. It Ooh. doesn't matter if Mike Norvell is there or not. I think this team will be very, very motivated. It's the first time I believe they've been in a New Year's Six game since yeah. the reconstruction yep. of the BCS and this. I, I love Memphis at minus seven. I think Penn State won't be ready to play. I, I love Memphis in this you game. You picked Memphis last week to cover, and they didn't do it. Well, yeah, I guess. But, hey, I love Memphis this week. I think Penn State is good. They were the only team in the regular season to give Ohio State any type of game with their backup quarterback in the horseshoe. I think Penn State's really good, and I think they're going to cover and win this pretty easily. Yeah, I have to agree. I think without Norvell, Memphis is going to be dead in the water to Penn State. Uh, give me Penn State big. Nuts game. Kind of an interesting. This is a crazy line. Slash really super boring game. Yeah. But the number nine, Florida Gators, minus 14 and a half as they play Virginia in the Orange Bowl. This will be on the 30th of December. Orange Bowl is a weird bowl. It is. Because on the off years, it's not in the playoffs. It's never filled up. It's very weird unless you get a very good fan base. Well, last year they had Miami in it. Or, yes. Or was it two, two years ago when Wisconsin beat Miami and it was a home game for yes. Miami? And they had Florida State against Michigan. So unless yeah, you that get, was a good game. Unless you get matchups like that with big fan bases, it's usually not going to end up being a full stadium. But it'll probably be full since Florida's playing it. Yep, for sure. But I, I'll, I'll go first. 14 and a half is a lot of points oh, for this game. I know. I, and... I know Florida's much better than Virginia, but Virginia's got guys in this defense that can play. And I, I'm not 100% sure in Florida, certain, excuse me, that this Florida team is gonna be able to score the points they will need to to cover 14 and a half. I like Virginia to cover. I, I gotta disagree with you there. I think Florida wins and they win big. Uh, give me the Gators. I just, I, I, I'm having a hard time. I think Florida's definitely gonna win. It's For just sure. It's no, just yeah. a matter of the spread is 14 and a half. I don't know if you know what? I I've gut feeling. I thought about I don't have a gut feeling on this one. I thought about picking Virginia last week. Luckily I didn't. They got hammered. They last got week. smoked. Yeah, Joe did. 
Um, so, give me Florida to cover. Okay. I just I, I can't trust Virginia after getting just thumped by Clemson in the ACC championship. Joe Dandron. Okay, so you know what? I Like Eric just said, I picked Virginia last week. I regret that one. Oof. And why are the Cavaliers still ranked? Why are they Florida? in the Orange Bowl? I mean, I'm, I know it's because of Florida. the tie-ins, but come on. Florida, Florida, Florida. Okay. Yeah, I, I trusted Virginia to cover 28 last week. They got beat by 45 yes. in the ACC championship game. Yep. And this was almost my pick for my, my most confident game because I think Florida is going to win no matter what. 14 and a half points. Yes, it's a lot of points. Man. This is the hardest pick of the this, whole I think slate. This is the top ten pick. team in Florida. This, this is the whole. This is the hardest one on the whole slate. If I gotta make up ground against Joe, I gotta pick Virginia again. I don't like doing that, but I think I have to. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, everyone. <laughs> Joe's face. Everyone's against the Cavs. Everyone's against the Cavs. I guess I like my standing with that pick. Nets team, the granddaddy of them all. Chris Fowler, Kurt Herbstreit will be there New Year's Day at five o'clock as the Oregon Ducks are getting two and a half points to the Wisconsin Badgers. I, I I believe that line will move if yeah. Jacob Herbert plays. I, I Justin, I, yeah. Is it Justin? I I come on. It's got to be Jacob, right? No, it's, it's Justin. Justin. And then it's <laughs> Jacob Eason. J- Jacob Herbert is the former sports editor for Impact. Oh, yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Justin Works Herbert. Works in Odessa, I think. Does he? I don't know. That's, no, that's, that's, that's a sad, That's sad. Jason Roth. Don't be chirping Jason Roth. Former oh, host I, of I Behind the Mask. Yes. But Odessa yeah. is a different story. Yeah, so yeah, Odessa's tough. But Rose Bowl, my favorite thing, maybe favorite place I've ever been to in my entire life. I like Wisconsin here against Oregon. I, I just, I think it's going to mean more to them. I think Mario Cristobal has done a really good job with Oregon. But I just think the Pac-12 is so bad this year. And I wanted to believe in the Pac-12 and Oregon. It just wasn't that good. And I, I just think Wisconsin's going to show the class of the Big Ten in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, you know, I think I'm going to have to agree with you there. I think Wisconsin wins this game. I think Wisconsin's defense, even though it was exposed by Ohio State twice, is still a top-five defense in the country. I think Jonathan Taylor, I, he may not play, but even if he doesn't, Wisconsin's running backs are elite. We saw that against Michigan State. They tore apart Michigan State's run defense. Gimme the Badgers. I want to pick Wisconsin in this game. I really do. I think I don't think Jack Cohn is good enough to sustain four quarters against a good team like of like Oregon. I mean, he played a really good half in Indy against Ohio State. He played a good game against Michigan, Minnesota. Yeah. I I think Wisconsin's defense is really good. I don't think they really struggled in the second half with the speed of Ohio State. And I think that that's Oregon's strength. Oh, gosh. This is another hard one. I'm going to go with the Ducks. This is a really good matchup. This is a great game. This is going to be a really good Rose Bowl. They have similar, like, styles. They're both physical teams. Yeah. So it's going to be a bloodbath. I, I'm, I'm going Oregon. Okay. Oh, oh, Aiden's going. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I got to switch it up between yeah, you two. Make because Joe I, I, go first. No, yeah. I no, Joe's gone first. The last couple, so Aiden's not real first. Yeah, I gotta disagree with you, Buck. I think Wisconsin wins this game. I Oregon hasn't gone up against the best defenses. I think they're, the best defense they went up against this year was Utah, yes. and they shredded Utah. What about Auburn? That was first game of the year. It was neutral yeah, site. Auburn's, it was weird. Yeah, Auburn's probably the best defense. It was played. weird. Yes, probably, but that was just a weird game. So I like Wisconsin 
to win and to cover two and a half. I don't think they win by one. I really, I don't think Jonathan Taylor will play this game. Unless, I un think unless he will. If Jonathan Taylor doesn't play, then Oregon by a lot. I, I think, think he will. I think he's going to be, he's going to be pissed off that he didn't make the Heisman list. Yeah, again, invited to New York, so he might play just for. It's the Rose Bowl. I think it's one you of those. You got to play in the Rose yeah. Bowl. It's one of those bowls. If you've never been there, you, you got to play you, in the Rose you Bowl. You want to play in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. I think he'll play. All right, so it's. I mean, like Eric said, it's a very tough one to pick. Yeah. Two and a half. Oh man. I hope Wisconsin wins for the Big Ten's sake, but I know, I know. But you know what? I don't want to pick Oregon because you're right. They really have not played any. They really have not played any great teams. Utah's defense, obviously, really good. Ah, uh, you know what? Oregon. Okay. That was great logic to pick Oregon after just bashing yeah. their, yeah. Hey, their you know resume. What? But hey, 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 we remember. I remembered Utah. We we Go move Ducks. on. Move on to the Sugar Bowl. Georgia was in it last year. Last year they were ten and a half point favorites as they faced the Texas Longhorns. And we all know how that ended. Sam Ellinger basically telling everyone to say, We're back. Guess what, Texas? We're You're not back. back. Not back. But they beat Georgia. Another Texas team comes into the Sugar Bowl. Seven and a half point dogs, the Baylor Bears are, as they take on Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. I'll go first. Okay. So last year Georgia did not want to be in the Sugar Bowl because yes. they had just been they had just had a heartbreaking loss to Alabama in the SEC championship. After one of the worst fate yes. punts of all time. That was they were arguably the better team then and should have won that game. This year is a completely different animal. Georgia has just gotten embarrassed in the SEC championship by LSU and is has a statement to make. So I think the Georgia Dogs in front of a 75% Georgia crowd in New Orleans uh, covers 7.5 pretty easily in the Sugar Bowl. I'll go next. I, I think this is a sucker line. 7.5. I think people are like, oh, I think Baylor can keep it close. I think Georgia wins by at least two scores. Okay. I don't think this game is close. I think Baylor was exposed in their game against Oklahoma. Yes, they covered that game, but Oklahoma's defense is atrocious. And they had their third-string quarterback out there. I think Georgia's defense will just destroy them. So I like Georgia big. Charlie Brewer will play in this game. So uh, that that is worth noting. Go ahead, Aiden. I mean, Eric. What? Alex. That, Alex. That was not <laughs> Close. good. You know, I think Georgia's going to win the game. But I'm falling for whatever sucker line this might be because I think Baylor can keep up. I don't think Georgia's offense is that great. I DeAndre Swift, probably not going to play. They've lost most of their wide receivers to injury this year. I I have to go with the Baylor Bears. Outright? No, to cover. Okay. I'm going to say I, I like Baylor to maybe win this football game. I think they cover seven and a half. I think they, they showed me something last Saturday against Oklahoma. Because for them to not go out there and just put their cards on the table with their third string quarterback and almost win that football game, Showed a lot about Matt Rule and what he's built there in Waco in his three years being there. I I, I love Baylor to cover seven and a half. I, I still don't think Georgia will be motivated for this game. Georgia I, defense is a different animal, though. I, I understand that, but you still get Charlie Brewer back. And I also don't like I don't think Georgia will be motivated again to play in this game. I, I like do they really care that they lost to Texas last year? I don't think they do. No, but they care that they got spanked by LSU. Yeah, I I, I still think seven and a half is too many points. Okay. You know what? I think Georgia is the better team. I'm going to go Georgia as well. Baylor, I just don't think they've got enough to pull it off. Got seven it. and a half. It's, I don't know. It's tough, but Georgia for sure. 
And then we move on to the CFP playoff. First game, the Peach Bowl on December 28th. Number one, LSU is laying 13 and a half points as Oklahoma for what, the four straight years in the playoff? Haven't won once yet in the playoff format. Do they get one this year? No. Uh, LSU covers this spread and they win by 20. That Oklahoma will not be able to compete with LSU. Nothing to add. LS, or Oklahoma keeps it close in the first half. LSU pulls away in the second half and covers and waits for the winner of Ohio State and Clemson and basically a home game in the national title game. Joe Dandron. A ton of these semifinal games have been blowouts, right? Right. LSU, I also have not bet against them yet this year, and I ain't going to stop now. Give me the Tigers. I just said it a minute ago, Oklahoma's defense is atrocious. LSU big. LSU by a lot of points. I have no faith in this Oklahoma team. I, I think their defense is better than it usually is, but it's not going to matter because this LSU offense showed what it could do when it's had Georgia defense last week, absolutely embarrassing them. I like Joe Burrow to just absolutely crush Oklahoma. And I don't know, I, I think the Heisman has been in the playoff every single year since they started. Yep, yep. Yeah. Heisman winner. And I think they've won every single year. You look at Mariota, did Mariota win the Heisman? Yes, he yes. did. He the lost. Year, they the lost. final. No, but they beat, they won their first game. Yeah. yeah. So if you look at it that way, other than Baker and, and, and Kyler, you know what? That's Deshaun a Watson won. Ter terrible stat by Ryan, but at the same time, LSU's won, won by Heisman. a billion. By a billion. Who won the Heisman that year, Joe? I, Pop quiz. Derrick Henry. That was the year before. I know. Yeah, whatever. Baker Mayfield. Let's move on to the actual football game. Number two, Ohio State. Plus two against number three, Clemson in the Fiesta Bowl. These two played a couple years ago when Clemson absolutely blanked the Ohio State Buckeyes with JT Barrett. Let's see, as Joe Dandron is putting up the OH right now, who do you, you, hey. you like IO? Oh yeah, OH, IO, baby, let's go. Oh man, it's gonna be a good game. It's oh, gonna be a man. very oh, good game. Man. I know, I had to get it in there. Oh man. Give me the Buckeyes, okay. give me the Buckeyes. So if you can get a teaser on this game, you can get Clemson, or you can get Ohio State as eight point dogs, that's yeah, but crazy. You can do that for any game. Stop. Yeah, but that's crazy. But the fact that they're they're two they're already two point underdogs is I don't even know. It is crazy. That's crazy. I like Ohio State to cover. Uh, I like them to win outright because two point dogs for for these Buckeyes is crazy. I, I'm gonna go. I like Clemson. I think Clemson might win by a couple touchdowns too. And I, I think this will be a good football game. If you look at this Clemson team, the one question mark they had coming into the year was that defense. And guess what? They have the number one scoring defense in the country, and we have Hockey Night in Canada. Hey. I love it. Oh, my God. This is so <laughs> frustrating. Um, but I I, I, I want to make one final point. Okay. Look at, if you see Dion, I mean, uh, T. Higgins, yeah. Travis Etienne, and Trevor Lawrence, they struggled a little bit at the beginning of this year. They haven't struggled for a long Justin time. Justin Ross, too. Yeah, ever since that North Carolina game, they've beaten everyone by more than 30 points. I think Clemson is going to make a statement against Ohio State. You know, as much as I'd hate to see Clemson win this game because I want the Big Ten to represent, I have to go with the Tigers on this one. I haven't bet. I've bet against Clemson this year, and it's hurt me before. I can't do it now. Ohio State, God bless you. You got a lot of great players on that team, but Clemson might just be too big of a, an animal to take down. You know, so uh, am I the swing vote here? Are we two and two? 
Yes, we are. Oh, man. You You've know, been very high on the Buckeyes all I have. year. I really, I, I was about to say that. I've I'm a, been a big Ohio State fan all year long. I think that Ohio State is really good. Like, any other year without this LSU team and without this Clemson team, I think it's not even really a conversation of who's the best team in the country or who is probably the national champion. That being said, I think I'm going to pick Clemson Ooh. by a field goal. This, it's it's going to be so close. I think it, this could go either way. I think Ohio State's really good. I think J.K. Dobbins is the best back in the country. I think that Chase Young is the best defensive player that we've seen in the past five years, probably. I just... Something about Clemson, and it's it's Dabo. Something about Dabo's, they've been disrespected all year long. BYOC, bring your own guts, or whatever the, the ACC, whatever he says. Uh, that's the, been the narrative the whole season. The ACC's bad. Clemson doesn't play anybody. They're going, I, now is the time for Clemson to make their statement, and I think they do. Barely close. This could be the best football game we see in 2019. Yeah. Most and that's skill across, that, on that, the field. Yeah, most certainly. Most NFL players on the field at one time, yeah. It's going to be insane. But this, I, I think people are just – this is a matchup to play LSU. Yeah. But what were we going to say? Sorry to cut you off, Fred. No, you're, you're fine. I was just going to say across all leagues, this could be the best game. Yes. NFL – all, all college, all high school, this could be the best 2019 football game. Uh, and you're going to see probably the top two quarterbacks in next year's draft projected before next season, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I Justin will, Fields I and will Trevor say, Lawrence. I will say, hey, shout out to Michigan State's defense for giving Justin Fields his only interception of the season. That's wild. Josiah Scott. Yeah. 40 touchdowns, one interception. That is insane. That's crazy. But that's the picks. He's going to throw two against Clemson. That's the pitch, and doesn't it feel sad that we just did our last pick em with Aiden wow. Hunt here? Um, wow. Uh, does that make you emotional? No, not really. Oh, oh wow. Thanks. Because oh, we, we, we are going to do the, the pick em after after yeah, winter we'll break. Do, yeah, we'll do a little I national was, title game. I was going to say, thanks for, the, thanks for the shout out there, Ryan. Oh, yeah. 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 He's he, been on the show <laughs> for like three years, though. Nah, two. Only, only, only no, two? two? Only two years. Yeah, Alex McCray's final pick em, too. Sorry. You weren't, okay. good, you weren't good enough to make a shout-out because he's in the lead and you're not. Oh, well. Wait, no, you're not. Joe I was going to say, he's not in the lead either. I'm an so. idiot. Okay, also, winning win percentage, what are we talking about Joe, here? Joe, I missed a week. Yes. We so have you, to go you by can't, win percentage. You can't just, like, penalize me for not... Yeah, what are you talking about? It's winning percentage is... What's the difference? But even then, you're 45 and 43. It doesn't, that I'm, doesn't matter. But I'm he, not saying that I should be in first. I'm just saying that winning percentage is what should oh. be the measurement. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I, he, whoever wins this Ohio State-Clemson game, though, just to touch on it for a little bit more, that it's going to be a great national title game in New Orleans. Oh, Fantastic. Gosh, I know. And Well, <sighs> we're just shooing LSU in, as we probably should. Yes. But, yeah. I, yeah. But... What do you, you guys have any plans for the holidays other than going to the Pinstripe Bowl, Eric, Joe, and McCray? Yeah, no, I'm just kind of chilling, doing a little bit of refereeing here and there. I think uh, I think we're going to try to make a trip down to Northwestern to Ooh, oh, yeah. cover the we Michigan are doing State that. Northwestern basketball game. On what the day 18th. is that? Oh, yeah, I'm I'm doing that with him too. Yep. Nice. Uh, Chicagoland area, just Chicago chilling. area, just chilling. Okay. Uh, my, my dad's birthday is the day after Christmas, so we get to celebrate two days in a row. Oh, that's why. 
Yeah, oh. that is fun. Good time. I think we're gonna watch The Irishman as a family. So oh, there you go. Hey, you know, very good, good. Mo- very good movie. Good Highly recommend. Good to know. Well, I, me and Alex McRae might need to have a movie podcast on the impact. Oh, I, would count be, me in. Yeah, would be more, more than willing. We to we could that. have just recorded our our conversations on the way yeah. to Wisconsin and then oh, put man. it on. Well, uh, we as a podcast on the way to Wisconsin, all five of us in this it was room the five in the car. of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in one car, in one car, and. Alex McRae, we're talking about movies, and he goes, hold on a second. Uh-huh. He pulls out a picture on his phone, my favorite movies, and there's probably like 75 movies on there. He has them all written out. He said, yeah, I thought about it just one day. I was like, oh, jeez. Got a psycho. Put pencil to paper, man. <laughs> it was in, It was incredible. That's our off-season podcast, just movies. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I'm in for under, that. Under I, the SRZ logo. <laughs> yeah. I do have to update that, too, by the way. You have to update it? I, I do. So what, what's your it's favorite about, movie you've seen? Two, it's about two years old now. What's your favorite movie you've seen in the last two years? Now? Oh, man. SMC, Spartan Movie Critics. Yes. Oh, man. Or, there have been so many good ones. Just in the last the last two months, Parasite, phenomenal film, and then Jojo Rabbit, one of my favorite movies. You've been movies. talking about Jojo I'm Rabbit telling you, for a if while. If you haven't seen Hello, it, yeah. go see it. The movie is awesome. Are you a big Keanu Reeves fan? McCray? Oh, love John did, Wick. Did you see that Matrix 4 and John Wick 4 are coming out on the same Why? day? What? Why is that a thing? How May 21st, possible? 2021. Is that a double feature? Are you going from one theater to the next? Yes. I, th- I, I you think have you to. have to, yeah. right? Like, like, that should be That's a way too much Keanu Reeves. No. That's, no. that's not enough no. Keanu. Joe, I'm, dude, I'm with you, Joe. Yeah, the dude is bad. not a great actor. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Have you seen John. any of the John Wick films? Hot yes. Take. Not great. Matrix 1. I am 100% with Joe on this one. Okay. If you guys are talking about Keanu Reeves movies, have you seen The Replacements? And if you don't like Shane Felco, get out of this room, because that's one of my favorite movies to watch. You don't know Shane Felco, The Replacements? Don't have a take on Keanu Reeves as an actor then, Joe. Hey, Keanu Reeves, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Pretty funny movie. Yes. but Are, we, are we excited for Star Wars? Eh. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 I'm not a Star Wars guy, so I don't have a, I don't have a take. I are you, are I you guys s- pumped? I wouldn't I say am. I'm like really excited for it, but I when I think about it, when I'm at home, it's and exciting. I, yeah, I'll be. Oh, well, episode what, nine. What can I do today? Oh, I'll call some friends up, and we'll all go to the movie, and it'll be a night. It'll be a fun time. I'll say this: my expect, er, I'm excited. My expectations are very low. You know, very, my expect- very low. I I have faith in JJ. I just I, do. JJ do. Abrams. Yeah, I do too. But so after the last of this one. He didn't. Yeah, he's the director of this one. He didn't direct the last Jedi. Correct. Though. No, Ryan Johnson did, and he ruined Star Wars. Whoa! I don't know. You about didn't that. like it that much. Oh, it was it was atrocious. You guys, you guys, it was so that's questionable. That, you blow that out of proportion. Okay. Well, I, I, I didn't love. We the last all say Jedi, things we were right. Yeah, yeah, a lot <laughs> of Star Wars that talk right there. But all right. I hope you guys have a happy holidays for Ryan Collins, Alex McRae. What's your name again? Yeah, just skip me. Why would I skip you? What's it's your Eric name? Bach? Eric yeah, Bach. Thank you. Elder member Aiden Hunt, Danger Joe Dandron. Thank you for listening to SRZ's Bull Extravaganza. And we'll see you on when are we coming back? In the new year. In the new year. Yeah, yeah. In the new decade. In the new decade. Who cares about that? In the new decade. Thanks for listening. See you guys on like January 12th or something. Shout out to those big dogs. You have been listening to Spartan Red Zone, a production of Impact 89 FM. For more Michigan State sports news, visit impact89fm.org slash sports.